So, um, so Apple, do you know why Apple is releasing the 10 and not the 9? Because 9, 8, 10? 7, 8, 9, dude. Oh, because oh, yeah, they're coming yeah, out yeah. with 8. No, I see, that's not funny anymore now. Damn it. You've ruined it. You weren't supposed to guess that. Oh. Whatever. It's fine. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shut up and go. All right. So, um, hello and welcome to Code I Call, ZZ Targeting's uh, sometimes podcast. Um, sometimes a podcast? Yeah, it sometimes happens. Uh, I'm Luke. Tonight I'm joined by Dakota. What's going on, man? What's up? I never know what to say in these. I need to get like a Brian Altano like thing. Like, blah, blah. Well, that, that's that's plagiarism. That's thievery. So uh, don't do that. Not, maybe a little bit. You can go to Guantanamo Bay Jail for, for saying that. Guantanamo Bay Jail. Um, so anyway, I got two questions for you, my man. First up, what you drinking? All right. So due to the... Um, it's festive time of year. Not really festive. It's holy crap, you know what I just realized? This podcast is almost a year old. Yeah. Jesus. What day did we I don't even know. Anyways though, so I am drinking a Breckenridge Brewery from Colorado, which I've had a lot of, but their Nitro Series pumpkin spice latte. Oh wait, you saw it from that angle. Duh. Nitro series. Yeah, dude, it's nitro because I've realized I love nitros. Like, I'm actually really disappointed that I haven't had the um, the uh, Starbucks nitro. What? Yeah, yeah you have. No, I, I'm saying like it's been so long. Oh, oh, okay. they don't have it in this area. Yeah, maybe we'll just make a trip up to Chicago, just get coffee and leave. Yeah, swing by sometime. I'll swing by sometime. <laughs> but yeah, um. No, we it's should seriously, like, let's tour some breweries in Chicago, because I got a couple on my list that I want to check out. Honestly, you should, like, come here, because there's, like, ten breweries within, like, an hour and a half drive. That's far, though. No, Any, okay, anyway. time out. Time out. There's, like, there's like six within a 30-minute drive and, like, four more in an hour and a half drive. We'll we'll discuss. Yeah, discuss. Um, Anyways, though, um, yeah, nitro. I love nitros. Go ahead. So, in the past, I was against beer in cans. I used to always be against beer in cans because I was like, it's not as fancy of a beer. But then everybody's moving back towards cans, and you know, it's just more convenient. Like I don't carry a bottle opener like on me at all times anymore. Right. So it's just you know, and that's fine and. Are you commenting about mine? Because I saw your bottle. You're drinking it out of a bottle, right? This, this didn't come out. Of, this didn't release in a bottle, so I had to get it in a, or in a can. So I had to get it in a bottle. But oh, okay. I would prefer to drink out of a can. To be honest, with okay, you. just convenient, you know. So speaking of that, before you tell us yours, I will say this. So I got a six. I got a create your own six pack like last week. And I realized whenever I was checking out that every single one that I got, because normally I go with the bottles too, but every single one of them I got was a can. Every single one. And I was like, holy crap, look at this. And then 
Well, yeah, this is this one only comes in a can because it's a nitro. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because the nitros only come. Well, the real the like nitrogen nitros. Those ones, only, to my knowledge, only come in a can. I don't know how a bottle would work with that, but I'm not yeah, knowing here. Yeah. So I prefer the cans too. I'm on you with that. Like, nice observation. Anyways, so continue. I apologize for interrupting. Um, so I am drinking a. Okay, so it's from Stone. It's called. Well, it starts with an X, and I never know how to pronounce it. So it's Xcovisa. Xcovisa. Xco good. I mean, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. DMX's own Xcovisa. <laughs> so it's a winter spiced mocha stout with uh, cocoa, coffee, peppers, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. So they, I, I think they've only done this for a couple of years. Do it in the winter times. Um, so I didn't get it last year. Um, I don't think it came around oh, last last winter. I was in a very small town. I didn't, I didn't get released there. So I, wanted to, I saw this, grabbed it, checked it out. Um, Did you get that in Wisconsin? Yeah, in my undisclosed Wisconsin location. Yeah, uh, I wasn't going to say that part. <laughs> Which I so I went to one store today. Oh my god, they they have everything. Okay, so they have almost everything, and they don't have a massive selection from every place <laughs> but they've got like what you need they, from like everything and it's awesome i feel like what you just said is the biggest oxymoron i ever heard they have everything a very small supply it's a very small supply but they have everything they have the greatest hits beers from the greatest hits breweries basically okay and what's nice is like when i was in iowa you would get like your kansas city missouri stuff minnesota stuff iowa stuff Right. And Indiana, uh, Chicago, etc. East Coast, you didn't really get much of that. Right. You know, bells, you get some bells. Um, yeah. But here you get, you know, East East Coast to the Midwest, it's all represented. So they actually had some Evil Twin, which Evil Twin's from New York. Um, I needed to do some searching for more Stillwater because I, right before I left Iowa, I found a place that had a couple, or it had a lot of Stillwater beers. Mm-hmm. And then I, I guess, uh, bonus feature to this, what you've been drinking, I had, um, it's called Vacuum. And it's just got a picture of like a vacuum on it, like from the 70s or something. <laughs> I love their art and their design. Yeah. That I, um, cause I don't have any, well, okay, time out. There is one, but I don't have any like small little shop that just sells like beers, like the can shop in Chicago that we went to and stuff. I don't have anything like that. There is one, but it's up in Williamsburg and that's way too far away. Anyways, though, but, um, so I go to Total Wine, which is a big, like convenient store. You know what I mean? It, like they they sell. It, anyways, the point is, it's a big chain. So I was in there today, and I was looking for Stillwater after the conversation that you and I had, and they didn't like. I looked at. They have a list of like all the beers that they offer, and they didn't even have Stillwater at all. Like none of them. And I was like, this is where I got it the first time, but yeah, I was really disappointed. And then I looked for. Um, Sun King from Indiana. They don't have that. I looked for Three Floyds from Indiana as well. They didn't have that. Um, I think they definitely have a limited distribution. Yeah, they – well, that, yeah, for Three Floyds. I think that, like, because of how many breweries are in this location in Virginia, in the area, they kind of stick with those ones because that's – they wanted the hometown feel, basically. That's what they're – that's what you're going to sell the most of in your area is yeah. local stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um. <laughs> So, but so the vacuum is a smoked black IPA, and it's, uh, but it's an IPA, dude. I, I, yeah. I, my 
my wife went with me to Total Wine to get the six pack, and she picked out. Um, she picked, I usually let her pick a couple of them out just for me to drink, just because my mind goes straight to like, oh, this is what I want. Like, you know what I mean? She just offers because she's not biased about it. She offers a bigger broad uh, spectrum. I mean, and um, she she picked one out. And it was Flying Dog. Like, she was just like, oh, hey, I bet you'd like this. And it was Flying Dog, Blood something, Bloodline, something like that. And I love Blood Orange. Blood Oranges, blood oranges and sh- stuff. So she picked that out. And I was like, oh, hey, you know, it's Flying Dog. I like Flying Dog normally. And um, I was like, Blood Orange, I like it. Good good pick. So I, she picked it. And I, I would drink that yesterday, last night. And uh, I didn't realize that it was a Blood Orange IPA. So I like opened it up, took a swig of it. I was like, oh, I was like, is this an IPA? It tastes exactly like it, and it, it was, and I couldn't, I couldn't muscle through that. That's I'm not an IPA drinker. Dude, I love IPAs. I love them. No, in we're going way too long on our beer topic. But the last thing I will say is that out of like, I've realized that my tastes have changed. To where I used to really like Heineken. Like, I still do like Heineken. Don't get me wrong. Like, out of the, like, simple beers that you know are going to be sold at a restaurant or whatever. And um, I used to really like Heineken, and I still do. But I think that Guinness has taken over that. Like, Guinness is now my favorite. I love Guinness. Guinness is so good. Guinness, yeah, Guinness. See, I'm, I like them darker than your IPAs. Get out of here with that crap. Wow, dude. Okay. Anyways, though. Next question. What you been playing? Should we just all say it at the same time? Well, what do you both been, of us say? It? What have you been playing besides that? Let's 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 combo that after the little things. Uh, Sonic Mania still. That's good. That's good. I think that's that's actually really about it. <laughs> Other than this game, um. Oh well, I mean, I did play a little bit of Metal Gear, and that's only because. Well, I got the pro now. Crap. I never even said that on this podcast. That was a story. I ruined it. Everybody now knows the the, uh, the cliffhanger. Just everybody forget about that and we'll get into that later. Okay. Yeah, everybody just pull like a a men in black and just forget that part. <laughs> Is there anything else? <laughs> a phone game. <laughs> That's it. um so i've been playing a couple things um played the octopath traveler demo on the switch which we can talk about the nintendo direct a little bit more later it was cool i downloaded it but i haven't gotten a chance to play it yet but i know i i've watched a person play it so i kind of have a general idea of like what it is yeah turn-based battle system it's it's pretty cool some interesting mechanics of how you you know power yourself up and um target your enemy's weakness and stuff like that so it's a little bit more interesting than um most other turn-based games and of course the art is beautiful looks gorgeous yeah so that's i think the main draw for everybody so excited to check out that once it releases next year um one other thing i've been making the effort to, to dig out time to play is uh the first 2d metro game that we've got in the last freaking 13 years <laughs> century um, and a half yeah same as returns um i was very happy to see this game announced i, I was nervous because it was like 
some other developer, Mercury Steam, that I'd never checked out any of their stuff in 3D, well, 3D graphics and 2D plane, etc. I was like, are they going to be able to do it justice? And this game's great so far. I love this game so far. Um, the controls do take a little bit of getting used to because they're slightly different. Um, but, I mean, I put so many hours into Super Metroid, Metroid Fusion, and Zero Mission that, like, that stuff is just muscle memory for me. So when I started, like, I tried to do certain maneuvers and, and, and whatever the way that you do it in those games, and it was difficult or it didn't work or whatever. But then once you get used to the new mechanics, like, it, it actually ends up being easier with the, with these new mechanics. So t- if, you, if you're a big Metroid fan from the past, it just takes time to use the controls. It's worth it, and it plays really great. And it feels, it feels awesome. I've just got a couple, like, nitpicky things, like morphing into a morph ball. It takes, like, a couple seconds. I think that's because, like... Uh, the 3D model, you know, you need some more animation to, to do that. So, right. But that's like super, super nitpicky. Um, but I'm really, really digging it so far. So you, well, I mean, you just kind of answered it. Would you, would you put it up on the level of, um, like fusion? I don't, I know you wouldn't put it on the level of, um, uh, super Metroid, but fusion. It could be a solid contender for fusion. Um, I got to finish the game and see what's up there. Um, and replayability is a big thing with Metroid because they are always so uh, so keen for speed running that you can you know do it again and again. Go yeah. for hundred percent. Go for low percent. All these different categories. Challenge yourself and like make it way harder and try that. Um, and fusion had some stuff, but they limited a lot of things. You couldn't mm-hmm. really go out of order, so it, it'll see. It'll it remains to be seen how the end game, quote unquote, works for it. But I mean, the main first time through is, is a lot of fun. Um, and the thing is, there's a lot of ways that they make it more modernized. Um, like this is the first time I, I believe in a 2D Metroid. If you die at a boss, like it'll spawn you right outside the the boss door, not at the last save point. Little things like that that just make it a little bit more convenient. So creature can, comforts yeah so i could see them adding like like some kind of ways to measure your best times and stuff like that mm-hmm. so if they do that that'd be cool um i'm not sure if there's like much freedom to to do the game out of order but i will say that um once i got bombs i started just bomb jumping everywhere so there was like these areas that you there were too they're supposed to be too high to get to and you're supposed mm-hmm. to get another power up to to be able to to freeze an enemy you get the ice beam freeze an enemy like build like a ladder of frozen enemies and get up. Right. So I just started bomb jumping everywhere and like got a couple things out of order. So that was, I thought that was kind of funny cause I just, I just bomb jumped, started exploring and then went back. I was like, Oh wait, that's mm-hmm. how I was supposed to do it. So that was cool. That's like Zelda ish. Yeah. Like I like that. That's kind of cool. So uh, maybe like six or so hours in, six or seven hours in the. What would you What would you score it out of ten right now? Because I've heard it. It's very like a lot of people are scoring it in the positives, but there's like a little niche of people that are still scoring it, like not as impressive as what I thought. Right now, I'd give it. I think point five, but I'm not very far, and like I, I want to see how the whole game plays out. Because I haven't mm. done any crazy bosses aside from just the Metroid, like the base Metroids, 
that you have to hunt down and kill in each area. So I'm sure there's mm-hmm. more crazy bosses, like bigger boss battles. How many areas are there? The different variety, all the different power ups you get. Like I don't know that stuff yet, and that, that the length of the game and how much stuff you can do in replayability is going to play a big part in my uh, you know final verdict on it. Right. But right now, I think it's really solid. Maybe missing like some of that magic of Super Metroid, um, but very very solid so far. I think it was um, kind of funny. They did. Uh, I think the whoever played it. I think they scored it like a seven. They said that like a lot of people have blinders on it because it's a Metroid game that they don't see the full picture. And I didn't know if like you felt the same way or because you kind of scored it lower than what I thought you would. Honestly, I thought you were going to say nine. But I mean, it it could definitely be a nine if if those other things are in place and it does the right things. From beginning to end, mm-hmm. it could be a nine. That's good. It's but good to hear. I don't know if that's like if if the second half of the game is is garbage, then I, I might be wrong. I don't know, and that's happened before with Metro games. Yeah. Okay. Next. Um, other than that, I've been playing the big thing that everybody's been playing, which dun 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 drumroll please is a little game called Destiny Two. Why do you always say it's it's a little game? That's not quite a little game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Every single thing is it's a it's a little game. It's a little game. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep going. They're all. I mean, when you compare the size of the disc to the size of other things in the world, they're all pretty little. I think. That's so. true. That's true. That's true. I didn't think about it in that way. Maybe that's what you're talking about. No, okay. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I don't know where to start with this. I'm glad to see this game be successful. Well, successful so far. Seems to be selling well. Um, it's got a lot of people playing it at once. It got 1.3 million concurrent users a few days after release. Uh, seems to have really great impressions. All the like games media on Twitter is freaking out and saying how they're they're spending their entire weekend just playing this game. Um, it seems like people that didn't get into the first game that like, that I know are getting into it and then putting a lot of time into it. You know, personally, I would say that I was someone that, for a while, I was addicted to Destiny 1. And I didn't even really play it with anybody for, like, long term. Right. Um, Like, I got to the point where the next thing I had to do, basically, was the raid. And I was like, well, I could do LFG and find some people, but I'm not going to devote six hours on a Saturday. So I'm just going to be done. But, like, for a while, you know, I get off work, do, like, the daily challenges, and then wake up in the morning and do the daily challenges for the next day and shit like that and just keep going back and forth. Damn. To try to keep leveling up. It, it, you know, it, it was addicting. Um, but I kept – and there's a lot of things about the first one that sucked that were super annoying. Oh, my God. I'm Playing this one – sorry to interrupt. But playing this one, um, I've noticed that there's so many more like creature comforts and that's what's changed the game for me. And I didn't realize it. Like I, I didn't even realize that the first one didn't have a um, a map. Yeah. Like I was, who? Why would you ever have a game that, to a degree, a game that big that doesn't have a map? But I didn't even realize that the first one didn't have a map. It, it occurred to me whenever, like, it jumped out at me whenever some I was watching a video and somebody pointed it out. I was like, "Holy shit, you're right!" First one didn't have a map. Thank God. Oh my God, I've been lost so much in this one that without that map, I think I would have died. 
Yeah, that's several why, times. That's why I hated patrolling in the first one. It was just like all this shit looks the same. Like each planet looks the same. Like I have no idea where I'm at. And then you finally right. find a couple like here. And each area of each planet looks the same. Yeah. Like I, I oh my god, the fact that you no longer thank God, but the fact that you no longer have to go to orbit every single time. Yeah, you amazing. do something. I wonder why they did that in the first place. Like, why was that never patched out? I don't you know? know. I mean, so also I bought uh, Jason Schreier's book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, and they got a chapter on Destiny and, like, the troubled development. So I th- allegedly there was a lot of stuff going on, so that's why. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's so many of the little annoying things that they got fixed for this game, which is right. fantastic. Um well, it really what it should have been from the first place, but, I mean, let bygones be bygones. Right. I mean, well, I don't – okay, I'm going to tell my my side now. Yeah, uh, I traded in a bunch of stuff because my PlayStation was biting the dust, and I sadly noticed that GameStop was having a sale on the bundle, which included the PlayStation Pro, and – this is really bad for me to say. So in that house that we're getting, um, I have my own office, and um, I decided on a color scheme for it. And it's not really important what the color scheme for it is, but I'm going to try to make it to where all the office furniture is going to be white. Like white desk, white chair, white everything. And I was like, once I saw that they had a white PlayStation Pro with the Destiny bundle, I was like, holy crap, I have to get this. This would go so good in that room. It's not even funny. So I su- I secretly can't wait for that. But um, I got that only only because it was a white P- uh, PlayStation 4 Pro. Honestly, I would I had I did not care at all the fact that it came with. Uh, destiny but it did and obviously had to pop had to pop that thing in and we paid for a little bit the first day that i got it and honest i can't believe i'm gonna admit this right now but i've been super addicted to this game and it's probably the most addicted i've been to this game since well i mean zelda this year earlier this year but i mean it's hard for me to stay off that game like whenever I have a little bit, I just because like I know that the raids won't work this way, and a lot of the in-game stuff won't work this way, which is the thing that I'm most worried about. But the fact that like I can go through and get a mission, like one of the small little side missions, I can get those done in like 30 minutes. Pop in there, do the side mission, and I don't have to wait for people to help me. I don't have to join a fire team. I don't have to do any of that, and I just can go in there play that mission and be done and get everything that i need to and then just get off the game and go do whatever else i need to do and then come back to another 30 minute mission and be done i mean i will say this now that i beat the game i really want to do a raid like i really want to try that so we need to figure that out but i obviously haven't had a chance yet because i just beat the game but yeah yeah i think i'm power level like just under 200 yeah, I'm. I'm at like 240 now. Did it, you read that article I sent you about how to? Not how, yet. Okay, not yet. Read that about how to most efficiently get your power level up. Because there's certain things like you shouldn't turn in until you're 260. Because 260 is the cap that like random drops stop at. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. So it, I wonder. 
Oh, I probably already turned it all in. Damn. To take a look. So, uh, I probably should. I hope it's not like the medallions or anything like that. Yeah. It is those. Yeah. Oh well, then I'll stop. I have a because I've been doing that like crazy, and I was gonna tell you do wait until you get past twenty before you did that. If that, but yeah. I, I mean, I I just hit twenty like earlier, a couple hours okay. ago. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say save all your medallions and shit until after you're done with twenty, and then go from there. But. I got accepted to my first clan. How do these clans work? Do you know how the clans work? No. Can you only be in one clan? That's really what I need to know. I'm. I would think so. Hmm. What clan? I have, what clan are you in? I'm not in a clan. I didn't accept it. I got invited. Oh. I got invited to a clan by literally going and doing a public event with this one other dude. And I'm pretty sure he's like, he's like a 16 year old kid in the basement of his mom's house. Like, obviously, at his mom's house, but where, like, he just wants friends, so he started his own clan, and every time that he runs into somebody on Destiny 2, he, like, immediately sends them an invite. I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Yeah. Like us in Guild Wars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, we, <laughs> I hope that they patched it to where you can get, you can leave a guild. Otherwise, that guy is literally screwed. Well, okay, okay, he's not anymore because that game no longer exists, but you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. That was fun for, like, a day. Yeah. It was just because of the internet speed. If it wasn't for the internet speed, we would have played that a lot more. Yeah. I think. Now we got Destiny, so that's good. Oh. Al, dude, the white PlayStation Pro. It looks so good. I really wanted it. I'm so th- so. This is how bad I've been. Really, super secretly, don't tell anybody this. Thinking about pre-ordering the Xbox One X, but that's what so I'm talking one, about, dude. But there's one problem with this. Do you do, do you get get what the problem is? Uh, it's a stupid thing to spend money on. Well, that and oh, it's black. Some, Yes, and I was like, "No, I just want to say screw it and just get the S because it's white." No, oh, dude, no, oh, dude. But I don't know how dumb that would be. They'll make a white I, one eventually. I know. That's what I figured that they'll just do, um, a bundle with a white one, and I'll just wait till then. Because I mean, it's, I don't it's not worth it to get it right away. Like, there's nothing that's. I mean, there's nothing worth getting it for right away. Forza, sadly, that's about it, though. Which because like. Say what? It's gonna be great, but well, yeah, because I I love racing games. I love them so much. <sighs> I don't know. It's a predicament. I'm trying to think of like what game would come out that they would do a bundle for that would be a white one potentially. Um, but then again, how many exclusive games does Xbox have? They'll do it because they they did like uh, the original, not the S, but the original. There was like three games that came with a white one. There's like. Yeah, Sunset but Overdrive wasn't that one and, and like a couple other things? Yeah, but wasn't that one like a tone? Wasn't that the first one where like it didn't? I don't know. I want to say that, that was like the one terabyte one or something. Like it, it, there was something slightly about it, and it was just like a tear up, like barely a tear up. I think I don't know. I, that's gonna have to be fact checked. Now or we, it's not that. No, it's not that important right now. No. 
But what's your feeling? So if you had to, okay, well, first of all, let's get this out of the way. Would you say that Destiny 2 is game of the year? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I've been in three separate arguments with people about whether Destiny th- Destiny 2 will be game of the year. I was like, I don't think you've realized what came out this year. Yeah, this, be- this year is like the best year for gaming in the last 10 years. So right. Zelda is an absolute contender. Horizon's an absolute contender. For RPG fans, Persona's a contender. Not well. No, I think that that's. I think it's definitely a contender. I think the Persona Five because the thing about it is that, it, and a lot of people forget this. Game of the Year does not matter how well it's sold. Persona Five because it is a very niche sort of game. It did not sell very well. I'm. I guarantee you. I could be wrong about this, but I guarantee you, uh, Destiny Two has outsold Persona Five. Yeah, like, yeah, almost guarantee. Yeah. So, I didn't know if we were counting like past Japanese numbers or not, because then it may be closer. But anyways, the point is, is that guaranteed, it does not matter about that. It matters about if the game is, uh, for lack of a better word, a masterpiece. If it is a masterpiece, it is game of the year. It can sold. It could have sold one game for crying out loud but it's the best one of that year so what i'll say is like it's not the best game released this year like just the fact that this is what destiny should have been to start with they're finally fixing all these things like it's exactly like zelda zelda like the what that game did from freaking nintendo launching on a new console on a freaking portable console but it's still like this massive (laughs) massive world super modern I, it's it's unbelievable. Destiny right. Two is not that. It's it's what Destiny One should have been, which is a great game, a fantastic game. What I will right. say, Zelda, I'll probably end up putting like a hundred to one hundred fifty hours in when everything's said and done. Right. Right. The thing, PUBG and Destiny Two, I can see myself putting in way more than that over yeah, years. I, Right. I can see myself playing PUBG especially for well over 500 hours, honestly. Because the thing like, is, once it comes out for Xbox, like, I I got people that are, I've been telling, this game's so good, get on Xbox, we'll play, it'll be great. Oh my god. So I'm trying it's going to gonna be ridiculous. Everybody's going to die. Then, yeah. No. No. Stop trying to do that. Tell them to spend $580 on a Ryzen computer and play it on a computer where because i will say this so i i popped in destiny i think i told you this while we were playing actually that the thing that drives me that was driving me nuts about destiny and i couldn't get past it was it's the first it's the first first person shooter i played on a console in a long ass time honestly probably destiny the first one is probably the last game i played as a first person shooter on a console that's how long it's been. And because of that, I've been playing solely first-person shooters on PC. The quickness of the mouse and keyboard, whenever I went from a mouse and keyboard to a console, I wanted to die. It was so slow on Destiny. I, I my Everything is cranked up to 10 for my um, sensitivity and stuff because I moved too slow. And it drove me nuts. So with that being said, do not get PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds on Xbox. <laughs> And that's all I had to say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on. Um, a cool thing that people found out. Uh, excuse me. 
Um, so Nintendo hid a little Easter egg in the firmware of the Switch. Do you hear about this? Yeah. I keep going, though. So this is, like, really freaking cool. Um, so the Switch, if you play it on the day that Satoru Iwata died. Now, if you have a brand new Switch straight out of the box that's never been connected to the Internet, you can go ahead and just change the clock and do this. But if right. not, it will... Even if you try to change the clock, it'll still check stuff on the internet, so it won't let you do it unless it's actually um, June 11th or July 11th, whichever day it was. Um, Pretty sure it was June. Yeah. So what you have to do is take the Joy-Con and do the famous Satoru Iwata motion that he always did in videos and stuff with both your hands, and it'll start up NES Golf. So what's special about NES Golf is Satoru Iwata programmed the whole thing himself. Uh, back in the day so apparently in japanese culture people leave i forget the, it was like iwamis or umamis or something is uh, i'm so culturally sensitive right now but they leave little charms um july we were wrong i'm so sorry i had to fact check <laughs> there, there's these charms they leave with uh uh grave sites i believe that to signify the the person that passed away is like watching over stuff or for good luck mm-hmm. so they say that this is nintendo's way to integrate that you know metaphorically uh so this is like really freaking cool i think yeah i mean okay so does it because i didn't know about the i knew the date and everything else but is it so how can i say this why what if you just turn off the internet no there's still somehow that it double checks something if you connected your switch to the internet before it, it, it probably yeah stuff. it probably just like memorizes the date they they like you turned it off and like it's not been enough time yeah. you know what i mean i don't know that's that's disappointing now because i yeah i may just have to do get, go and buy one and then do it and then turn it right back in i'm just kidding but i will say this nintendo's been doing a lot of that lately because do you remember on the the um NES Classic about how they um, they put a note in there for hackers and stuff. Where like if you were if you tried to hack into it, yeah, look it up. I swear to God, if you try to hack into the um, SNES Classic, I mean the Super the NES Classic, then um, whenever you try to do that and try to add more games and stuff, it basically says like we know we knew you'd come here, and I think I think it actually says like we knew you'd come here. Um, have fun or something like that. Ba- and it was just like a little tease thing. It's kind of, I'm going to have to, now I have to remember what it says. Are I, you le- looking this up? Yeah, I know they did that for the Dreamcast. Yeah, they did it. Nintendo did it for the um, Classic. Because I thought about hacking into it just to see it. And then, um, I mean, it's not the same thing, but what does it say? Uh, it's loading. Oh my god, internet sucks. Um, and then they did the. It, this is nowhere near the same thing, but they also did the little like gamers for life or so, whatever it is on the pro controller. Like they've been putting in a lot of small little hint things lately, and that's really nice. Okay, um, this is the Hanafuda Captain speaking. So Hanafuda is a that, line, is a line of playing cards produced by Nintendo. Um, 
launching emulation in 321. Many efforts, tears, and countless hours have been put into this jewel, so please keep this place tidied up and don't break everything. Cheers to Hunter right. Captain. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it's pretty How cheap. did you not know about that? I thought for sure you would know. Yeah, they... Sure. I think that... Yeah. I mean, I like the way they're like, just keep this place tidy. Like, hack into it, do what you want to do with it, but... Like, don't, I don't break meant, it. I don't think they meant that. No, that's the way I'm taking it. I'm going to say that that's what they wanted to say. No, there was but, a... So for the Dreamcast, there was a game that people could use as a like a, a, a gateway to, to launch emulation on the Dreamcast. Um, and in the code for the game, one of the program Like, this is at the near the end of its life. They knew it was going down. Like, the, the programmer left, like, this message, like, this is how you launch the emulation blah 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 and like thanks to this hacker group like he gave him a shout out that was like specific that was pretty cool yeah i i think that that's whenever companies embrace that and i really don't think that any no other company has embraced that except for nintendo in my opinion i don't know if you want to argue that because microsoft they're never really on board with that sony we won't even talk about that i mean Every time that somebody tries to do something with Sony, they flip out. Oh, the 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 um the guy that put the um Linux operating system on a PlayStation Three, they hemmed him up. They flipped out on him. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's nice to see. Not necessarily that somebody's like like they're they're putting in these special messages and stuff for it, but that it's I don't know. I just think it's a cool little token thing. It's it, yeah, it's cool to find out about these things like months, years later, on the right. ways that, you know. There was isn't there another game came out? I mean, um, something else came out that's roughly like that. Like um, Easter eggs people found like many years later. There was a new one. I can't remember what it is. I don't remember. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so there's a couple. Uh press conferences and spotlights and whatnot happening and what and such I mean and know. whatnot <laughs> uh, so Sony had a had a little TGS conference um, I was I was kind of disappointed because I was hoping that some of their Japanese teams would be uh, showing what they've been working on really didn't see any of that you didn't see any of that there's one good thing that came out of that entire conference dude I was hoping for from software I was hoping for Japan studio from Japan you or from Sony. kind of got a from software sort of thing it's not really from software but what what is that still alive that's not a that's a square Enix no, I know that, but uh, the dude from from software is uh, doing the the um, designer. No, he worked on Metal Gear. No, they both are. So is he. What? Oh my god! So let me know whenever I'm right. Go ahead. I'll wait. I'm telling you, he's on there. I don't see anything it's, about this. It's still alive. It's both of them. What the hell? Oh, did you also know that Still Alive is a soundtrack and Portal? Yeah, it also, it's called Left Alive. It's a, this is Still Alive. Oh, wait. Wait, the game? Yeah. Oh, is that why it's not coming up? I'm telling you, it's on there. Okay, let's see here. Y- Yoji Shinkawa. Shinjo yeah. Hashimoto. Who's from Square Enix? None of these people. 
telling you, he's on there. Um, so, so that game looks. I mean, it looks. I didn't see the gameplay really. It looks fine. Um, it's from software in the in the um, front mission universe with the artist of Metal Gear. So that's a cool combination. Definitely excited um, for that. Oh wait, I think I just saw that there's a FromSoft guy. So if there's a FromSoft guy on here, hell yeah. I, yeah, they were talking about it on Beyond today. Toshifumi Nabishima. Yeah, he... Armored 1... Is that... What's that? Armored Core? Yeah, that's what I meant. So that's even better. So now I'm even more hyped. I told you. Yeah, d- designer of Dark Souls 2. Oh, so this game's going to be fantastic, guaranteed. Writer of Dark Souls 2. So can you go ahead and just tell me I was right? Thank you. Yeah. Okay, next. Um, Zone of the Enders, uh, the second one, what's it called? The second run or something uh, is being released. Well, that's, isn't, is it the second run? Second run is the remake, what they're calling the remake of two. Well, it was originally called the second runner and this one's called like, this one's called like Mars. Oh, they just added Mars to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. So it's in 4k with VR. So probably won't do the VR that much, but. Put it in that PS4 Pro and playing on a 4K screen is going to look fantastic. You know what's really funny? You remember? So I've talked about game ranks a lot and um, on this podcast, and they just came out with a video recently, and it was – I really wish I could – I'm going to send it to you after as soon as we're done with this. But it is What Happened to VR <laughs> is the name of it. <laughs> Everyone wondering the same thing. Um, so Final Fantasy Nine is coming out for PS4. I bought it on PS3 to download, and I still haven't played it. So I still got to I, wait. What? I'm sorry. Final Fantasy Nine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there we go. Vanillaware did some cool stuff. So they showed more Thirteen Sentinels, which is their brand new game, which looks great. It's like it's set in modern day Japan, but with like mechs and stuff. And then they're re-releasing Dragon Crown. Dragon's Crown as Dragon's Crown Pro, um, which is a fun cult classic side-scrolling beating up, beat him up with um, a bunch of different classes, and really fun to play multiplayer. Great art style as well. So they they always do cool stuff. Uh, Monster Hunter World is coming out in January. Mm-hmm. So actually, I I went back and picked up Monster Hunter Generations because it was kind of cheap. Because yeah. I, like, I want to get into this. I want to see. What this stuff is like, because I it's I think so world looks really good. It's it's pretty like tedious and cumbersome and stuff, but I'm not very far into it. So, Which one's the uh, the one where you raise them? I don't. Know. Monster Hunter Stories is like an RPG. Yeah, like. that's what it is. That's what it is. Stories. So that's yeah. like totally different. Yeah, but um, you probably should have started with stories. So it's, it's like a, not the same gameplay at all that this is going to be. Yeah. You're right, but okay, I could be wrong about this, but they were talking about it on NBC, and so this, your character and stories, like all the games, will link up. I'm not quite sure how they'll work, how they'll link up, because isn't stories on um, the 3, DS? 3DS. Yeah. 
So I guess, though, your character will go from one game to another from stories. And everything that you've learned from raising them, you le- you still remember. So if you remember a weak – if you learn about a weak spot whenever you're raising it, you will learn about it whenever you fight it later in another game. So, like, it's the game to, like, start off on because then that one teaches you all the other stuff to move on with. Granted, this one being on PlayStation, the one uh, – yeah, Worlds being on PlayStation – that may change things. Oh shoot! But I I heard that like it's a it, that one's an easier game to get into. Is my point? That's where I was yeah. going with this. Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Um, and then I'm guessing what you were saying was the only good thing was the Shadow of the Colossus trailer. No, I was actually going to say uh, Left Alive was the only oh. good thing. Oh okay. And I then- don't actually so I don't actually care about the remake the remake of um, Shadow of the Colossus. Honestly, the reason why is because. It like at some point we gotta stop remaking games. That's my thing. It already got. It didn't get a 4K remaster, but it did get a remaster already. Like it doesn't need it. What I think there's always gonna be cool remakes. There just needs to be enough time in between. You know, right? And we, I mean, what the the remaster one was five years ago, maybe something like that. Like that's no, that's nowhere near long enough. Nowhere near that. I've been against it, not necessarily against it, because it's an amazing game. I love the game, and I'm gonna try to pick it up, but it's not gonna be on my like need list. Yeah, like is it, I don't think there's gonna be enough different with it, unless, right? Unless they add or change anything. Hopefully, and the I, controls better. That's the only thing, and they like. And even if they do get the controls better, and my I really hope that they like. Well, they don't honestly, because that's what made the game. That that's what gave the game character. I mean, I remember whenever you and I played through it the first time, we just took the controller and just pressed a whole bunch of buttons to see what would happen, and we got to like stand up on the horse at one point. Yeah, it's like that's what made it cool because you didn't know if you press this button if a it was gonna work or b if it was gonna do what you wanted it to do or c if it's gonna just. Make him do something crazy. Like, you never knew. And that's what I liked about it. And I want to say, was there... I don't think there was even, like, a screen that told you about what each button did. I think you just had to f- figure it out. No, it was it was definitely a, a hidden thing. Which, am I going to pick it up? Probably. Right, but... It's fine, though. You'll probably get, like, five copies of it. At least. See. So that was our TGS conference. I wish they had like more new games that people could wait for. TGS has become like a a redo of E3, you know? Yeah, just just a little bit more footage, maybe a release date here and there, right? And then like this is the only like like uh, Left Alive. That one, it's like hey. It we it wasn't confirmed yet for E three, but it's been confirmed for now. So in those two months in between, this is what you got. Yeah, like this is uh, which just, Sony's also doing Paris Games Week and the PlayStation Experience. So Paris Games Week, I bet, is going to be the same deal. Couple, right, a couple more trailers for games that are already out. Maybe a release and, date, maybe one new one, and then hopefully PSX is like awesome. Isn't Xbox usually goes pretty hard for Paris Games Week? Am I correct for, for Gamescom? 
Gamescom, that's what it was. Yeah, never mind. I knew it was a European one. That's all. Yeah. So that was and that. sadly, Z Targeting will not be covering either one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Nintendo had like their first full length, full on direct for a while because all their other stuff was like indie, the Nindies stuff or like for yeah. a specific game. So that was pretty exciting. I, I was pretty pleased with the direct. Again, not as many new announcements, but it was. I thought it was really solid. Um, That's crazy that you said that. There was people were people were talking like this was their favorite direct ever, and here you are saying that you were just happy with it. Well, you know, I don't really list their directs like, <laughs> oh, this is the best one ever. Like, right? It had a bunch of great stuff, but the thing is, right. like, fit. Did people include E3 in that? Because if you're not counting E3s, yeah, it's probably well. Like yeah, that. no, the E3 one is um, the digital conference. Is that what they call it? It's called something different. It's something spot digital experience or something. I don't know. The point is, is that no, I don't. I wouldn't count them. I'm sure that there's somebody that does. I mean, some some, some filthy casual out there calling it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, probably up there. I I, I didn't rank him. Um, Honestly, like, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I heard about all the stuff that they announced, though, but I didn't have a chance to watch it. So they showed off some more Project Octopath Traveler, which it looks like it's pretty far along, and they have the demo out. It seems like it's really far along, so they need to get like the freaking name like confirmed and I have, have it, have it be the same. A, no. Yes. Why no is why Project Octopath Traveler? <laughs> it's not that bad. That I've heard so many worse names. Xbox One X. That's a better name than Octopath no, Traveler. Not. Octopath Traveler. What You're, the hell? Scorpio was a better name than that. Yeah, it was. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Just leave it alone. Everybody's too fessed up on the on the naming of things. They don't matter. People don't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway. People um, do matter. Nintendo arcade games are coming to the Switch. Give me a virtual console, whatever. Um uh, they could Go do on. cool stuff with it, but where's the virtual console? You're right, but I don't think it's coming. That would fucking blow. I'm letting you know now. I don't think it's coming. I kind of, I, I kind of th- consider that too. Well, I think that this is their their way of testing the market to see if their Netflix for game idea would work. Yeah, well, that's what I think this is. But they're going to be like like a five or ten dollar download, so that's not it's not going to be like Netflix at all. I, okay, time out. No, I I don't think that they've announced it yet. That's what I'm saying. I oh. think that they're going to switch it. They're going to do a Netflix for games sort of a thing because <sighs> hmm, how can I say this? Oddly enough, Nintendo. You you will probably most people will probably disagree with me, but I'm just saying. Look back. Nintendo has been the ones to be to acknowledge the existence of high speed wireless internet. They they are the main ones that acknowledge that for the reason that all of their consoles, none of their consoles have come with a hard wire Ethernet port. None of them. It's always wireless internet. And remember whenever they were asked, why would you not have a wireless internet? I mean, why would you not have an Ethernet port? They said because everybody has fast enough internet that they don't want to worry about that. 
wireless internet. So I think that they now believe that people have fast enough internet where they now think that a Netflix for games is a better idea than a virtual console, especially because that negates the fact that people don't want to pay for them over and over and over again. They wouldn't have to with a Netflix for games. You pay for a subscription, $20 a month, whatever. Not really $20 a month. That's way too much. But they would do that. And it would just solve a lot, and I think that, that based on some of the stuff that they've talked about in the past, I think that's where they may go. I think it'll be a year, year and a half down the road, but I think that's where they may go. And they can update their games to do their wireless uh, multiplayer thing that they're talking about without having to, like, you re-download the game and whatever. There, I'm done. Yeah, it's an interesting... Uh theory i could see it happening i think um, it should happen. so there's a pokemon 2ds xl coming to america looks good but there's also a pikachu one coming to japan why aren't we getting that <laughs> um xenoblade chronicles 2 i never thought that this was actually released this year uh so it's squeezing in december 1st i know and it makes me so sad because i need to finish x yeah, well, I got I got the original Chronicles on the the 3DS version, which I know isn't the best way to play it, but um, I, I still got it through that and X, and then there's this one. Also, it comes with or there's going to be a Pro Controller. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. This director was great for like special editions and and controllers yeah, and shit. It was. Now all that we need is a white switch. Yeah. Uh, what else? There's just some, some Dude, stuff. I'm, a lot, a lot of become, those small things. I'm going to become such a sucker for white that I'm going to start buying Apple products. Uh, crap. I mean, it was a lot of, it was a lot of great small things. So there's stuff coming out that you already heard about. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey bundle. Um, yeah. The, the extra Joy-Con. game. The extra game footage. What extra game footage? They released a bunch, dude. There was another trailer of, that re- of that- Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that game is gonna be so good. Like, I'm unbelievable. Now I am now more worried than before. I'm not worried that it's not gonna be a good game. Um, I watched the Giant Bomb gameplay of it, where like they actually had a hands-on feel for it, and they said that the controls are not as tight as they would want for a Mario game. Uh, but that it's so—I mean, it's not early because it comes out in less than no, it comes out in a month now, a month that's and a week. Crazy! Oh god, that's so yeah. crazy. Everything comes out on that day. Yeah. But I mean, they're they're approaching the limit now. Though I will say this: they, in my opinion, they're approaching the limit now, where they just the game needs to come out. They need to stop releasing things, just or telling us more about it. Just let the game come out now, because we they told us about the worlds, and like they, I think that they may have told us too many worlds. Yeah, I don't want to know. There needs that. to be some surprises, and they usually right. do a good job with Mario, yeah, they, like having they like do. the hardcore that, last ones. Right. That's why I'm not worried about it, but it's it's approaching that. Like, just let the limit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't want to know about it anymore. Because I right. want those surprises. But, I know. And I, I remember whenever I was a little kid and people would be like, no, I don't want to know anymore. I'd be like, are you nuts? Tell me everything. Just tell me the entire game. I don't care. Fun, but I now that I'm older and wiser, I don't want that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, there was one video that I watched. I mean, there's a bunch of footage that came out from this game from E3 and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I watched one video that they just went around and explored, like, the Desert Kingdom. And, like, the list of, of moons is, like, that you collect. It's, like, 40 to 50 or something. And it's, like, mm-hmm. where are they going to hide all these freaking things? Like, these, it's going to be so cool to, like, explore these worlds so in-depth to find all this stuff. They're going to be like the Korok seeds, dude. Yeah. There's so many of them in such a – well, not a small area by any means, but so many of them that you just stumble upon them accidentally. So how many bundles of Mario Odyssey are you going to buy? Probably zero. You're such a liar. <laughs> okay. I'll believe it. If they're still around a couple months afterwards – because it's not gonna ha- this fall is not gonna happen. I'm not. I'm not gonna have the funds. I got too much shit going on this year. Well, yeah. To to be the Xbox One X was already too much. So I, if I had the funds, yeah, I would have got a, a white PS4 Pro and the Splatoon bundle and the Mario. Did, you should have just sold traded in your Pro for the white one. Yeah, man. That's the only dude. That that is the sole reason why GameStop still exists to trade in shit to get better shit. I don't like. I'd rather just put it in the closet and have it, keep it for later in case I need it. Not a console. You don't. I mean, you I know that you buy hardware. three. Never sell. Your oh hardware. my god, you're so nuts. You always sell hardware. Never sell hardware. You always sell hardware as long as it is an upgrade of the same one. You are going from a pro to a pro. That is like a to a white one, which by any stretch of the like, of course that one's better. Never mind that. Anyways, though, but like that's fine. I'm now. Do you would you trade in a three for a four? No. That's different. We're talking about two different things. Yeah, here. I guess to the normal person, yeah, that is different. But you call me a normal person now? No, no I'm, I'm saying you're and- you're a, more of a rational spender than I am. Well, I don't buy four or five um, Xbox One Xs. I didn't do that <laughs> so far. Um, and that brings us to the last bit of news that I want to talk about from this direction, which I think. It was the biggest. The Mario Odyssey footage is really cool. Yeah, it fa- wasn't the biggest. The fact that Doom. Oh, Wolf- you're talking about that. Yeah. Hey, go ahead. Doom and Wolfenstein Two are coming to the Switch. So this and Eleanor. Not that that matters. Never mind. I'm sorry. That oh, was yeah. part of the direct. That- we didn't have an episode about it, and I needed to say it. Oh yeah, it wasn't. I don't think they said that in, in the actual conference. No, they. But no, anyway, they, third parties are finally coming through with some big stuff for the Switch. So I think this is a great thing to see. You know, we got Arkham City and Mass Effect 3 and whatever for the Wii U, but they were like years afterwards. These are still fairly – well, LN, Bethesda stuff is like still like close to release. Right. So – and uh, I was actually just reading an article today about how Doom, like it looks pretty damn close to – Right. Um, on yeah. consoles. I saw the side-by-side awesome. – yeah, I saw side by side comparisons, and I was like, I don't even think that, I yeah, it doesn't look bad at all. And I mean, the only thing I'm worried about is that it chugging along. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. But I, I think that between Bethesda and Nintendo, they can fix that. Yeah, so I just hope this is like laid the, you know, laid the gauntlet down or whatever the phrase is for other third parties. Like you can do big games on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I think, I think they. Great. 
I think Zelda proved that you can do big games on the Switch. Yeah. I think people saw that and they're yeah. No, I thought you were gonna say um that the NES classic is coming back. That's big news. That's don't I don't understand. I'm offended right now that you just shake your head to that. I mean it is, but like nobody's gonna be able to buy it anyway. I guarantee you people will be able to buy it. I bet you go into Target and there's a shelf full of them. Nah, there's no way. One shelf. Don't I'm um, don't get it twisted. I'm not talking about a whole damn aisle. I'm talking about one shelf. There'll be one shelf full of of classics. I'll, I'll try that. I'll 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 scope it out. I, I hope there is for the Super NES because I'll I'll pick that up. Yeah, I me me too. Because I'm thinking I have an idea for them now. Which, I think that they will they will be nice hardware to post up. Yeah. Well, once I get all my crap out of boxes. And put stuff together, get shit fucking organized, or excuse me, and get my man cave yeah. office put together pretty stoked. You have a man cave slash office? Yeah, that's what I'm in right now, but it's not put together yet. Need to get some white pro- pros to go in there. No, everything in here is black. I got, well, my PC's gray, and then right now it's just my PS3, my Wii U, and my 360. And I might put, um, one of my PS4 and Xbox ones in here, I guess, and put the other one. Yeah. <laughs> if I only had the problems you do. Okay, next. Uh, lesser known. Well, it's yours. Yeah. So my lesser known for this week is um, a hardcore action slashing beat 'em up game. Came out for the PS2 in 2002 called Shinobi. Now, I want to talk about this version of Shinobi in particular. Um, so Shinobi was a franchise on the Genesis um, and arcades back in the 90s where you played as a ninja and after his name and, you know, sliced some shit up. And uh, they are great action games. And they brought it back for the PS2. And it was, like, just super hardcore, like, really, really challenging, beat people's asses. Um, but it was just, like, so stylized and just... It was just so damn cool. I was just so obsessed with how cool this game looked and felt and everything. Um, you just felt like a badass, just slicing people up, super gory, you know, like decapitation, slicing limbs off, that kind of shit. Like, you just felt like a ninja, just super badass. And it was a year or two before Ninja Gaiden, like, came to yeah. Xbox and kind of perfected that or, or, you know, did it so right that nobody else could do it anymore. So this is the closest thing we had uh, back in 02. Um, this is the one with the wallpaper, right? Uh, yeah, like you could climb walls like by running up like the scroller shit and then like do wall runs and things. No, no, he, where he hid himself behind wallpaper. Is that this game or is that another game that I'm thinking of? I don't know. So there's, an, there's a... You're thinking of Tenchu? Maybe was it like a slow paced stealth game? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, this is more. Now I'm looking at like screenshots of it now. Now I'm getting it messed up, dude. It's all the Japanese names. I get them all mixed up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's great. <laughs> yeah. There's a spiritual successor called Nightshade that was in 04, I believe. Um, I remember for, that one. Where you played as a a female ninja. So uh, mm-hmm. shout out to that. Um, it was cool. Very, very difficult game, but 
just badass. Just that, that was the main thing. It was just so badass. Yeah. And then Ninja Gaiden, there there was like some jankiness. I think the like camera was really bad. And so, some you know 2002 era jankiness, and I think Ninja Gaiden kind of streamlined some of that, and that's what um, you know made that the one that people actually remember and got like a whole franchise based off of. Oh, let's see what else. The graphics, the, the environments were kind of uh, drab and repetitive and boring. Um, yeah, but yeah, cool game. They need to. They should put it back out. I mean, IMO. Maybe they may. One of these days, everything comes back eventually. Yeah, everything always comes full circle. All right, so where can they find us? Unless there's anything else we need to talk about. You can find us at, um, you know, your local bowling alley and, um, you know, local. uh, I am usually there. Only your local bowling alley. You know, local Taco Bell. Find me there. Um, But you can also go to soundcloud.com slash ztargeting. Um, Subscribe on the podcast app on your iPhone and the Google Play Store on your Android phone. Um, I'm at LukeDollar23 on Twitter. Dakota is at FoxDie89. Buck is at BrowGaming and LowBrow on Twitch. I was trying to remember which was which. uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. You can find us. It gets complicated. Find us on Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, So thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time.